We know that Star Wars isn't just a movie or a cartoon or a Christmas special <laughs> or a breakfast cereal or a soap dispenser or a, or a Pez dispenser. It's, it's not even just an ice mold that makes one giant cube in the shape of a Death Star that makes your cocktail very fun. Yes, it's all those things, but it's not just that. It's also a place. It's a universe. It's where we go to get lost, to get inspired, to feel understood, to feel like anything is possible. Forty years in, more expansive and diverse than ever any of us can imagine being that young kid on Tatooine, about to take our first step into a larger world. I was once that kid. And on my best days, I still am. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to their exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 329, Celebration Memories. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Finn and Ray to my Poe, because we recreated the picture, uh, we have Carl Leclerc and Katie Horn. You can be either one, Carl, because I'm honestly, I'm happy with either one. If I'm Finn, I get to wear Poe's jacket, but if I'm Ray, then I'm Ray, and I'm doing backflips, and it's amazing. So you you pick. Which one? Um, I'm going to be a Saj Ventress. What? Wait, uh, what? Wait. <laughs> wait. That was not that one of the options I gave. I know. You're cheating. I know. I'm just honorable mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm Ray and Finn. I'm Ray and Finn. You're Ray and Finn, and I'm Asajj and Savage. Oh my! Oh my! That's not how this game is played. Right? Okay, I will. I will be. I will be. I will be Finn. Okay, then I'm Ray. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, guys, I had such a good time at Celebration, but now I am exhausted. Me <laughs> too. And I know, yeah, I'm happy that I'm not the only one. Um, and we were just talking before we recorded about like, oh, gee, you would think post-celebration we're going to have all this energy. Well, we did, but we <laughs> spent it all there. And I, for one, am pooped. <laughs> and poor, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. <laughs> um, and poor Katie got sick the last the last like couple days we were there, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I caught it. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It- I think it's just you know when you when you get that many people in one space, it's uh yeah. you know it's not the most hygienic place to be a, a convention. Everything's yeah. like eating off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then of course it decides to snow one of the days. Right. Right. That. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I kind of admit, like the cosplay photos from that day were on point. The like snow cosplay photos. Yeah. Yes. There were like there were actual wampas walking around in the snow. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, right? 
It's funny because snow troopers must have been like, "This is my moment. <laughs> it's our moment. Right? It's come." <laughs> it never happens at celebration because it's always in the south in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I had so much fun, and I'm, I'm just still like trying to catch up on all the energy Sleep? I expended. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just so exhausted. Uh, but we wanted to get a, get an episode out as soon as we could so that we could just kind of give you a general sense of what we got up to, uh, the things that we enjoyed. Um, we're not going to go into tremendous detail about the, the trailers and all the new information we got in this particular episode. We're going we're gonna to save that for next week just so we can devote the entire episode to just tearing into that the, the teaser trailer for Nine and, of course, the, the trailer for Clone Wars. And I can bring up Mandalorian because I, I know the two of you weren't able to see that. Um, but today we just kind of want to talk general stuff about celebration. Um, there was so much. I know there, there really so was. Um, yeah. But a couple of quick housekeeping things. Obviously, the This Is Madness tournament kind of fizzled while we were away at celebration. It was just we were getting up so early and like running over to the convention hall. We just didn't have time to set up those posts. So we are kind of just about wrapped up with the Elite Eight. So. I will be posting that again tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, so when you're hearing this, today will be the, the the day we're back at it with This Is Madness, and that will run through Easter Sunday. We'll, we'll be done on Easter Sunday, so be sure to participate every day um, between now and Sunday, and we will, we will crown our champion on Easter. So, as the Lord rises, so shall our champion. <laughs> there um, we go. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, we will definitely get back to that. Also, we will, like I like I said before celebration, we are going to get back to the radio dramas. We have Return of the Jedi left, so episode one of the Ra- Return of the Jedi radio drama will be on after our episode tonight. So stick around for that if you if you want to get into it. By the way, speaking of radio dramas, I'm just going to jump right into celebration talk. Can I do that? Yes. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Carl, you're a fool. If you uh, have the energy to jump right now, Carl, <laughs> goodness gracious, you go. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> I, go, Carl. I probably won't get up after this. But <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, one of – honestly, probably – besides like episode nine, now, yeah, I, I think it's hard to beat out what that panel experience was like because of the fact that it's like that's the highlight of the weekend. You're surrounded mm, yes. by thousands of people. The cheering itself is electric. But – my favorite, like, what I would guess I would call secondary panel, right, um, was this panel on Brian Daly and the radio dramas that I went to on Saturday evening. Mm. I loved this panel. I was so excited when I saw it in the schedule that we were going to be getting a panel devoted to the radio dramas. And um, it was everything I wanted and more. It was so cool. And again, so like, let me paint the quick picture of this too, because it was also just like a, a a great part of my evening. So Jason had peeled off to, I don't know, get another picture with George Lucas or something. Um, and <laughs> like, he showed up just to get pictures with Jason. Um, and, right, and, right, and right. And Katie was... We do, I, we do share a birthday, George and I. So that's true. We had, to, we had to take the birthday buddy photo. Right. <laughs> and... Katie, you were you were just busy being Twitter famous because you were like you were in high demand all weekend, which was awesome. I was, I was everywhere. You well, because everywhere. you know I have so many Twitter like friends, I just wanted to hang out with all of them all the time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yep. So I'm, that's, that's uh, how this goes. <laughs> yeah. So I get into the sh- the very short queue to get into the 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 um 
the, I think it was on the fans. No, not the fan stage. It was in the university stage. University stage. Mm-hmm. And while I was standing in line, I, I met this great guy named Daniel. And uh, he and I got into a great conversation. And he, he works at one of the libraries at UCLA. Incredibly bright guy. Um, really passionate about his love of Star Wars. And he has a very specific love of Star Wars. Obviously, as a librarian, he's one heck of a researcher. Um, and he told me, which I never knew this, that right we were celebrating you know, two anniversaries at this year's celebration, right? The 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace. It was also the 20th anniversary of Star Wars Celebration. And he also informed mm-hmm. me that it was the 20th anniversary of the first Star Wars podcast. Um, so the very oh. first, he gave me the exact wow. date, and I don't remember it, but it was in 1999 was the very first Star Wars podcast to be released. And he told me that he's been doing all this research, compiling all the Star Wars podcasts from day one till now that have been running. Um, and he's been doing a lot of a lot. Yeah. And he's done a lot of extensive research on it. So I hope to have him on the show in the next couple of weeks, at least, or it, or at least in the next month or so. Um, and he, he's really excited to come on. He's like, Oh, I can send you all the information. Feel free to share. I was like, no, I want you on the show. Like I want you to just talk about it, like unpack it for us. Um, so I'm really excited to, to, just to have met him too. He was a wonderful person. And then I go into this panel, the, the radio drama panel, and sitting right behind me are um, the two guys from Blast Points, uh, Gabe, Jason and Gabe. Gabe and Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess every podcast needs to have a Jason. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think it's a rule now. Those Only guys, the best ones. I, right, right. Yeah, I have been loving their <laughs> podcast just in general, and I, I actually got into it just a just shortly before celebration. So it was really cool to meet them. They're both giants. Um, they're so tall. Oh my god. That's they the are thing. So oh my tall. god. So uh, <laughs> when I met, like, it's just walking around Star Wars Celebration, I felt like Phasma, you know what I mean? Because I'm huge. Like, it's just, I'm so tall. <laughs> and then Jason and Gabe walk up, like, like they're giants from beyond the wall, like in Game of Thrones, you know? Like, oh my gosh. They're, you know, they're like, Wookiees. They really they're Wookiees. are like I Wookiees. felt like Jon Snow looking up, like, oh my gosh. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> But they are they are yeah. such incredibly kind people. Um, and yeah. the thing oh, I've gosh. loved about their show since getting into it is they really seem to do a lot of really good prep work for each show. They, they do a great mm-hmm. job of pulling in clips or interviews or just information. And I, I, I just that really impresses me. Like they're the quality of each episode they put out is just incredible. So I'm sitting in right in front of them and I did have a little notebook in my bag. And I still, at some point, I do really want to, and probably just wait, at this point, I'll wait till the Return of the Jedi radio dramas are done, but I really want to record an episode specifically about the radio dramas and their history. And this yeah. is the great thing. This panel fed all of that. I was busy taking notes, and at the end of the panel, we were all just like in a hive because it was so cool. And I turned around wow. to Gabe and Jason, and I was like, guys, you inspired me without even knowing it. I was like, you guys just seem to be such incredible researchers for your show that I was like, sitting in front of you, I was like, all right, if I don't take some notes right now, I'm going to let these guys down, even though they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, they got a kick out of that. But, um, but I'm also really glad I did because there was a lot of information I literally knew nothing about. So it was really cool to just jot it down. And right, and typically, a lot of these side panels don't get released. I mean, if they don't get recorded or something, or even if they do, maybe you don't know where to find it. So um, I was really glad to have taken some notes. Um, but it was it was just so cool to to learn uh, so much of the history of the radio dramas. Um, one thing in particular, kind of towards the end of it, because so, it was also a tribute to Brian Daly, 
who if mm. if you don't know this so brian daly um he's also he he famously wrote the original han solo trilogy han solo at star's end han solo's revenge and han solo and the crystal skull is what i call it because there's a crystal skull on it um <laughs> so, but um i can't remember the third one but um after so when he gets tapped to write these radio dramas um when Return of the Jedi came out, which was about eight years after, more than that, it was a while after they'd done Empire, but Brian Daly was battling with cancer, um, really, and it was a really aggressive form of cancer. And six hours after they finished recording the last episode, he passed away. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Goodness. And oh. um, like, according to his wife, she really believes that the reason he hung out as hung on as long as he did was because he had this project that he loved so much that he, he knew oh, he had to wow. finish. And there was, they told this beautiful story of how the, the, the entire cast from return of the Jedi, like recorded like uh, a message for him, but he never got to hear it cause he, he passed. Um, but what they also did at the end of the panel was they read a letter that Brian Daly had written to his friends and family. And this was, uh, this man was like so centered in the sense of he knew he was dying and he just totally accepted it. And it, and not like, yay, I'm dying, but just like this beautiful <laughs> reflection about how, how rich of a life he lived and how much he wanted people to just continue to live in the light. And that's kind of one of the last lines of the return of the Jedi radio drama is, you know, the Jedi have returned, the light has returned. And I don't know, it was just like this, this beautiful, like little account of, this uh, this man who just gave everything to Star Wars, if you think about it. He he mm-hmm. told such a beautiful story that we'd all heard before, but he expounded on and expanded in such a beautiful way. Um, so it was just – that panel was everything because it, it gave me, like, information that I never knew, which I love. It was really the, – the two hosts were really funny, and it was also very <laughs> heartwarming, and I like when my heart's warm. So yeah, you know, so it was. Just, <laughs> it feels good to have a warm heart. Yeah, it was yeah, just I like the perfect mine on ice. Uh, I well, no, I mean, usually I only get that feeling from bourbon, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that just burns the whole way down for me. Oh my god! Um, but That's anyway, this, I, I mean, that particular panel. Um, I, and again, I don't want to go into tremendous detail because I want to share some of this information later. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know. Um, I will say this. A fun fact about it is that at that time, like in the early 80s, NPR was dying and the Star Wars radio drama saved NPR, um, which I just Aww. think is really cool because, right, NPR... It, it's it, Star is, Wars. <laughs> yeah, and, and NPR didn't want to do it because they, you know, NPR, they're kind of pretentious in a way. And, I, and I, I, that word's often mean, meant in a derogatory way, and I don't mean it in that way there. But, right, it's kind of highbrow. It's, it's very intellectual hmm. often with the programming they do. Um, but when they did it, they were told by um, – I'd have to look through my notes. But one of the producers basically said, create a scandal. Create something that will grab people's attention. So they're like, let's do mm-hmm. Star Wars. And the big question was <laughs> is how do we take the most visually stunning movie masterpiece possibly ever and take away the visuals and make it engaging? Yeah, yeah. And that's when they, they tapped uh, Brian Daly. Um, oh. Although – yeah, yeah, that's when they tapped Brian Daly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I just – I love that panel. But it, what, are, what, are the, what are some of those what, – what, what was something that stand out, stood out to, to each of you? Well, Katie, I want to hear from you first because you know, this is your first celebration. So what, what were you – know, what was one of the big highlights for you? 
Oh, a huge one for me was that Phantom Menace panel. I didn't think I was going to get in, and I did. <laughs> um, sorry. It was so yeah, good. Definitely, definitely got some R- of that belting out, uh, belting out the Weird Al Star Wars song right before it yeah, all started. Exactly. Oh, was that uh, before so it? Was it? Amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this Phantom Menace panel. Uh, I got, you know, my my, uh, you know, everybody got your emails about what what panels you got into, and I didn't get into anything except for I got into the overflow room for the Phantom Menace, which is which is fine. Um, I was just I was I was pretty disappointed by that though because I really wanted to be in the room. I wanted to be on the main stage, you know, for the Phantom Menace. Um, and then it turned out that I had a friend who had an extra ticket. It was like, you just want to come with us, and I was like. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I really do. <laughs> so, so yeah, I ended up getting into the main stage, um, but they weren't being terribly precious about where you sat. So I ended up sitting with uh, with Jason and our friend Greg. Yeah, <laughs> Wampus Lair, Jason, Greg, my buddy. Uh, Greg. Exactly. <laughs> He's Greg of our friend Greg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. It was so good because uh, I sh- the show didn't start until eleven, but we got there at nine thirty. <laughs> You gotta get those good seats. You gotta get those good seats. Right, right. We ended up so close to the stage. Oh my gosh. I I felt it like was I was good. breathing I was breathing the same air as the people on stage. It was incredible. And for that, that first hour and a half before the show started, all they did was play music from nineteen ninety nine. Like specifically from the year nineteen ninety nine. Did they play um uh any in sync or backstreet boys? Absolutely, they did. Oh. And if you don't think I danced in the aisles when they played <laughs> Backstreet Boys, oh. then, then you don't know me very well. Oh. All we were thinking is Carl should have been here. Carl should be here. Do oh, you would have loved that playlist, Carl. Oh, God, do you recall, like, you know, perhaps, um, you know, which NSYNC songs they might have played? <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just curious. You know, so they. Uh, so they played like you know, larger than life. <laughs> that's Backstreet Boys, but that's okay. That's the Backstreet um, Boys, yeah. <laughs> oh, great! Oh, I love it. A long, it all, long time yeah, ago, that's the there one. it is. That's the one. Oh man, that was the playlist ender. Yeah, that's what they played right before. Okay, can, oh my God. can we all, just sorry? I don't want to like sideline you yeah. quickly here because I do want to hear your thoughts on the Phantom Menace panel. I have been cracking up all day. I think Jason shared it. I know my friend Greg shared it, and it's also blowing up all over Twitter. The Kylo yeah. Ren who's dancing, yes, with his oh lightsaber. To, so that's the what, thing. what song was that we he's were, dancing to? It, uh, oh. My own worst enemy. That's yes. that song. Oh my god! But here's the thing, Carl. Here's the thing. We were sitting right next to him, so I have the best video of that. <sighs> so I currently I have the very best GIF going around Twitter of that Kylo because everybody else's is like from far away, but mine is right next to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, he <laughs> air guitared the entire. Song. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh my gosh! This yeah, album this came is, out in '99. Kylo would listen to what? This album came out in '99 too. Exactly, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, it was all 1999 music. Oh, God, that's what kills me the most now that I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, they would have gotten Kylo, to the panel. Yeah, Kylo's just air guitaring the song. Like, oh, it's so good. On his lightsaber, the entire yep, song. <laughs> it was good. It was very, very good. I can't. Oh, oh my God, this song. <laughs>
sorry. <laughs> it never um, it never occurred to me until that moment, like what a good guitar shape Kylo's lightsaber is. Like it, oh, it's so good. And like, um, can't you just imagine, like, you know, so General Hux like hears that song in the hallway, and he's like, "Where's that song coming from?" He just opens the door, and there's Kylo air guitaring, and then he just closes the door, just like, "No." <laughs> Kylo's exactly. air guitaring without his shirt. Yes. Oh, just- shirt off, mask on. Yes. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh! I did not realize they had a '99 playlist. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was a 1999 playlist. It That's, was amazing. And so yeah, right right before the show started, uh, they started playing "The Saga Begins" by Weird Al. Mm. That's that you know the Sir Anakin guy song. And the and the DJ goes, uh, "If you have a lightsaber, raise it up. If you got a phone, that works." <laughs> so, you know, we were all. Oh my gosh! I have a video of that on my Twitter of uh, of all these you know lights and the lightsabers like swaying back and forth. To, the, to that Weird Al song, and I just the I felt so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entire oh, we were all singing along. That's it was so great. Fun. I have a video of that too, of me oh. and Jason and, and Greg all singing. Uh, and, and I just Wait, I felt well, so surrounded by love. You got to in that sing moment. with Greg. Greg sang. Yeah, Greg was there. Yeah, he was yeah. singing. Oh, oh well, he sang to multiple songs. Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> Try to walk away and I stumble. Greg like, sang that. Singing. We sang that, yeah, we did. We karaoke the whole thing. Oh, it was great. I don't think I, I. I feel like I have to walk away from this conversation because I'm just start crying. I'm so I'm extra sad now. That was me. Oh my gosh! Like, I'm texting um, Greg so right now. Played. I can't believe you sang without. I've never heard Greg sing. I'm so down. But the, the panel started. They started the panel with the the original Phantom Menace trailer, so it had Puppet Yoda oh, instead of CGI yeah. Yoda. It was Puppet Yoda. Oh yeah. I did. You lose cried. it. I cried. There were tears. I was crying so hard, and I was. Oh my gosh! I put again. Of course, I posted a picture of that to Twitter because I'm like, <laughs> get f- find someone who looks at you the way I look at the Phantom Menace. Just, <laughs> just pure love and joy and tears. Oh man, <laughs> that's what real love looks like. It was a very good panel. I, I will say, uh, I. I had wished for a few more surprises uh, than yeah. we got. Yeah, I was I, I was able to watch the majority of it while I was sitting at the airport, um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's all. I'll say. Like yeah. I was I was yeah. really hoping just for maybe one or two of like the the big, you know, the Main big cast. names. Um, yeah, and yep. I, I I'll say the I definitely did think that Ewan would be there. Um, yeah, me too. So I was a little surprised yeah. he was. And I don't know who else you would have gotten for the dark side, but um, I mean, you got Ray and you know Ian, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels really needs to learn to stop talking so much. Um, I know. I, I, I love I, the man, I, I, but it, it's like ugh. I love the man. Was like, please stop. Ahmed Best is on stage and has only answered one question. Yeah. Oh my Shut gosh. Up. Yeah, yeah, when Ahmed came out, the whole crowd, the whole auditorium started chanting, jar, 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 jar. It was so good. Was That's so awesome. I, I'm pretty sure there was a competing chant of jar, 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 and Ahmed, Ahmed. And, Ahmed, and it just Ahmed, kind Ahmed, of yeah. like blended into some sort of the, 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 the cheer. Oh, we were howling. We yes. were, the whole theater was howling. I couldn't for get Ahmed. any noise out. No. I could not make a sound. Oh my I gosh, was... Jason was almost crying, like yeah. sitting next to me. Like, oh my god. Well, okay, standing. We were all on our feet. Like, <laughs> yes. And Jason, 
Jason looked like he was about to collapse. Which is, oh, it was really good. It was uh, really it, good. That's very true. So. Oh, you know what's funny? So they had this, like, I don't know. They felt like it was, like, some big reveal, some, like, big secret when they were all like, oh, yeah, so Ray Park not only plays Darth Maul in this movie, but he plays one of the Queen's security guards. And everybody was like, whoa, what? And I'm like, you guys didn't know? <laughs> I, like, I didn't. Like, I didn't know that. What? Oh, my gosh. What's yeah, also hilarious know. to me is that every single behind-the-scenes photo that they showed of Ray Park, I had, I have saved to my phone. Like, I, I had already <laughs> seen and saved every single one of them. So they showed this picture of, of Ray Park in, like, full Darth Maul costume and face paint and all that. And he's standing out in the middle of the desert, and there's a, uh, you know, some someone on set, like, holding an umbrella over his head so that it, yeah. he doesn't die of heat yeah. stroke. Oh, and I'm right. like... Katie, a friend. And everybody goes, <laughs> a friend yeah, of- everybody just starts laughing because they haven't seen that before. They haven't seen Darth Maul like needing shade from yeah, an yeah. umbrella, you know? And I just like, I'm like, that's my cell phone background right now. <laughs> <laughs> my friend sent me that picture and she goes, I never knew Darth Maul was so extra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I've been new. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I had seen that picture. So I, I wasn't completely shocked. Mm. So. But the only Literally. thing I didn't, I, the only thing I wasn't really aware of is that he was a, a guard um, in that scene. He, and now, now I will never not see him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what's, what's hilarious to me is that that means that Ray Park is both trying to protect the queen and capture the queen. He's like, he, he needs to get himself, he he's doesn't know what he's, out. what is he doing? He's got to figure <laughs> himself out. Um, yeah. You know, it's about, Star Wars is about the balance, right? That's <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, and uh, I don't think I've ever heard this story, but uh, Ian said that um, they didn't tell any of the cast that he was playing Palpatine and Sidious. Oh, right. right, Yeah. And so when they went to the premiere afterwards, Liam turns over, uh, turns to to Ian and is like, you were both? You bloody bastard. It was you. It was you. (laughs) you the whole time he's like i don't know what you're talking about um (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh but yes it it was a very good panel it's a very good celebration uh i did like the fact that warwick uh got his revenge on uh anthony (laughs) daniels though um making fun of his socks (laughs) making fun of his socks and then pretending like he completely forgot about his like little outro thing for him um (laughs) so yeah. Oh man! After that panel, though, I had to book it to my panel. Um, I had a I had a, an hour gap between the end of the Phantom Menace panel and the beginning of my Darth Maul panel, so I had a good hour there. But uh, still, like um, you had to get from uh, the Wind Trust Arena to the convention center, and so I was oh, like right, yeah. shoving my way through the crowd. I'm like, move! <laughs> yep. I was so rude. It was the worst. <laughs> I. And I took my time getting over there, and I was like, it took me 20 minutes mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. from the Wind Trust over to the fan panel, uh, the fan stage, um, because of the crowd just going yeah, with exactly. the and everything. So I'm glad she ducked no, out I, two minutes early and mm-hmm. booked it. So Yeah, I still had to fight the crowd, though. It was, it, I mean, I think I only made it over to the fan stage as quickly as I did because I was basically like Spider-Man crawling up the walls, you know, to... Just, Get over everybody's heads. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a little way, ridiculous. Folks, uh, we are going to have Katie's panel on mm-hmm. the podcast. She's also going to release a YouTube version of it with her PowerPoint. Um, 
later. So we'll let you know when all that goes live. Did you? And uh, is is your PowerPoint just uh, black and white screens with Times New Roman? Yeah. Definitely. Great. Great. Definitely. No, no pictures. No yeah. red at all. There's no pictures. There's right? no red. <laughs> yeah, no pictures. Great. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm very good at PowerPoint. Yeah, I'm now amazing in, at PowerPoint. In reality, is this just a, a, a love letter to Maul? It, oh my gosh, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> it was just. I mean, it was just uh, the cover page has Darth Maul and a bunch of hearts on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, something. Um, Slightly related to celebration, but also not <laughs> weird. Um, so, Katie, there was a panel there, right? Uh, something about what was the title of that panel? That's like, so you're a fanfic writer, but you want to be more something yes. like what is what? Was, you're a fanfic writer that wants to go pro. That was by Claudia yeah. Gray. And I went to that panel. How was mm-hmm. that panel? It was really good. It was it was stuff that I wish that I had heard six months ago. Mm. <laughs> Um, because she, she was pointing out a lot of stuff that I, that I learned for myself while writing my first book, um, where she talks about, you know, here, here's the things that fan fiction has taught you. Fan fiction has taught you how to construct a story. Uh, fan fiction has taught you how to outline fan fiction has taught you, uh, the difference between a premise and a plot, you know, mm. cause sometimes as writers, we get ideas, but really it's just a premise and, it, and it's not a plot. It needs to be fleshed out. You know, you know, the difference between, you know, oh, this is only going to be a page long story and this can be a novel. Mm. You know, she was talking about all these great things that fan fiction has taught us but then she's like here are the things that fan fiction has not prepared you for if you want to make the jump into writing your own original work and uh, and she talks about how uh, a lot of fan fiction is written in a flight of passion which is very true because mm-hmm. when i get a fanfic idea that i love i just write it down and it, it takes like maybe a week and and it's fun and then it's and then it's over you know it's just a, it's mm-hmm. it's a fling but your novel is is more like a marriage you know sometimes it could be like hauling rocks you know and it's difficult but that's just what a commitment is you know it's not as it's not as fun as writing fanfic and and i really felt that while i was writing my first novel where i was just all like oh this isn't this isn't as fun as writing fanfic i i wish i was writing fanfic right now cuz that's more fun but you know um so I was a little disappointed when she got to the end of the panel because I felt like I, I in my own journey, I've graduated just to the end of her panel. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it, yeah. But it was like it was really informative. Uh, Claudia Gray, she's the one who gave the panel. She's so smart and she's so passionate. And you can tell that she really loves what she does. Um, and it, it does give me like all sorts of hope because she started with fan fiction as well. You know, so and so who knows. Yeah, what I could do. Exactly. Who You're right, yeah. Katie. I, oh, you're the best. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Claudia Gray, she's the one who did write Master and Apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Master You've both Master now finished, right? Yeah. <laughs> it came out like yesterday. I know. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, I got it. My, again, my friend Greg always buys them. And uh, I knew he was going to start it. He'll probably be, he, if he's not already done, I know he'll be done in the next day or two. Oh, so yeah. Like, I know he's going to let me borrow it, and I can't wait to, to dive into it. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring that panel up, Katie, is I was chatting with you a little bit earlier today, uh, obviously offline, and we were um, – I know you've written fanfic for a long time. and Long time. You, you shared a couple <laughs> quick ex- excerpts of things you've written and of something you'd written that was awesome about Darth Maul and, and Ezra. <laughs> um, but – when I was so Monday, Monday I was really bummed that I couldn't be there for the Phantom Menace yeah. panel. 
extra bummed now because of the 99 playlist, but that's another yeah. story. Um, <laughs> I am my own worst enemy now, but, um, <laughs> but, um, so obviously that night I was like, well, I obviously have to watch Phantom Menace tonight. So yeah. as I was watching it, um, the the, uh, the guys over at Blast Points have are you know doing Phantom Menace year in celebration of the twentieth anniversary of Phantom Menace. So at least one episode a month will be devoted to something specific about Phantom Menace. Well, the first episode they did was they basically just read through the plot summary of the original screenplay for Phantom Menace when it was just called The Beginning. And yeah. there's a part in there where there is at least a mention in the Gungan culture about the they worship a god. Um, and they have like this kind of really neat, I mean, it's obviously only touched on, but this neat, like, uh, spiritual practice. Um, and I remember even back from like before Phantom Menace came out when George Lucas was doing an interview with Bill Moyers and he was talking a lot about when he writes these stories, you know, he's like, even if these are like, if I'm going to create a new, um, you know, species or something that we explore, he's like in my head, he goes, and often I make these notes about, you know, I, I come up with its culture. I come up with the things that they believe. And he goes, even if it never makes it on screen, he goes, but oh, yeah. I, you know, I have to flush that world out, right? It's that world building. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when they brought that up on the blast point, I, I had never heard that stuff before. So again, kudos mm -hmm. to those guys for sharing that. Um, but I was like instantly, obviously, right? Like what I do for a living, what I'm passionate about beyond just Star Wars is, you know, this passion for religion and spirituality. So I really, really want like um, a story about like the Gungan like spiritual life or like, right? Like that's where they are at the end of the movie. Like when in trouble. Sure, like their culture. You know, yeah. yeah. Guns can, yeah. Gungans go to sacred place. Come on. Misa right, right. Ya. Misa show you. Um, yeah, I want to talk about like those those giant like statues, right. you know, like yeah, yeah. like they're like kind of sunken into the swamp, you know, exactly. like yeah. Well, that'd be it, kind it, of interesting. I'm reading it's a, something that's been there for generations, obviously, yeah. because yeah. you know it, it it's it's sunken and they're old and and mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing. So it's got to have been, you know, perhaps that was like the site of one of their original cities before they discovered how to create the bubble technology underwater mm -hmm. right you know who knows yeah yeah and i i'm I, I started a book on my way out there um called um the star wars heresies it's it's it's, it's a book about the the symbols and meaning and the deeper um content of the prequel trilogy and it goes through hmm. movies one at a time and uh they pointed out in that book about how you know that sacred site for the gungans these big you know heads and stuff they're very reminiscent of like buddhist sacred places right like where you have these massive buddha head statues and whatnot um but uh yeah like i just i want to know more about gungan culture really really bad um and <laughs> you know there are a few scenes in star wars that are filled with magic like the moment when they're swimming to auto gunga i'm gonna just wanna, mm -hmm. here we go yeah like oh this music right is there Descending down to Autogunga, and you have these angelic voices, this beautiful cityscape. Ah, ah, ah. I just killed the song. But, um, right, I just, I'm, I'm craving more stories about the Gungans. And, um, so to loop this back around to where I started, you know, I asked Katie today if she knew of any fanfic about just. <laughs> Gungans in general and Katie I, you thank you for sharing with me you know some stuff it, a lot of it's obviously with Jar Jar tags but I it, <laughs> I don't dislike Jar Jar but I, I just want stories about the Gungans in general I don't need them to be specifically about 
Jar Jar, but I'd love yeah. to know something about their culture, maybe how they built Otto Gunga, something about their like their sacred life. Um, you know, the fact that almost everything they have is like biomechanical. It's not, you know, um, it's, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's, it's really I'm just so fascinated by the Gungans now and I want more. So. Yeah, we'll try to find you some stuff, Carl. We'll get yeah. you some some fan fiction. I'm pretty sure there's some Star Wars tales about about the Gungans that we can oh, pick up well, for you. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. right, Jason? I, I was asking Jason because, like, unlike me, who can't answer the right questions about the characters I love. Like, I still don't know what being Han was about it. You know, from yeah, right. Uh, I, I fail. I continue to fail, Katie, on that question. But when I turned to Jason, one of the first nights we were there, and I'm like, Jason, do we did we ever get the story? about Jar Jar being banished. And of course, Jason, who truly loves his characters, unlike me, who fails people, um, knew the answer. And it's from a Jedi, uh-huh. <laughs> a Jedi Tales comic. Jason, I just want you to describe the end of that story, that the closing panels of that, uh, that comic story. Well, well, Captain Tarples, who is Jar Jar's friend, and it has to does his best to look out for his buddy Jar Jar, uh, is ordered by the bosses to banish him. And so Captain Tarples gets in a bongo with Jar Jar. Jar Jar thinks they're going to go like get clams or something up at the the surface on the the coast of the the lake or whatever. Um and Tarples can't, you know, look at his friend the whole time. Well, they get up there, uh they get out, Jar Jar's all excited to start clamming or whatever it is, <laughs> and Tarples is like, "Look, I'm sorry." You you can't come back. I I have to leave you here. That, that's what I you know. I've been told to do this, um, and he gets back in the bongo by himself and drives away back down into the lake. And Jar Jar is just left standing there on the banks of this enormous lake in the middle of the Naboo jungle by himself. Ugh. You know, and that's how the comic ends. Um, and yes, he does boom to the gasser and crash to boss's hay blibber in order to, you know, that was the last two straws. Um, and if you want to know more, just ask me later uh, about <laughs> what exactly that is. Um, that's <laughs> uh, just like, it just, it broke my heart when you told me that, that, yeah. that story and that, especially, I want to, I want to find that image. Um, I, I can't remember what tale it's from, but it is from one of the, the Star Wars Tales comics. Yeah, I just like what a Jar Jar is just such a amazing character, you know, and and it's very clear that most of fandom has really come around to that. Um, This this goes right into some of my highlights here. So let let's yeah, uh, let's get some Jar Jar love in here. Continue the Jar Jar love fest. Uh, I finally got to get my picture taken with and got an autograph from Ahmed Best. Yay. Um, I told everybody leading into this, if I'm at best shows up, I will pay all the money to do all the things for I'm at best. <laughs> and I did. So um, I got my, my photo op with him on Sunday. Um, I went up there and before I realized what I was saying, I walked up, shook his hand and said, oh, my boy, I love you. Um, <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, click. And, you know, you can see from the picture um, how that all went with me. So, I, I yes, the, the, the excitement and the giddiness on my facial expression is uh, beyond words, folks. So check our Twitter account um, if you want to see that picture. Um, 
<laughs> uh, and then Monday, the towards the end of the convention, I got my autograph with with Ahmed. And of course, you know, you have maybe you know fifteen, twenty, thirty seconds to to say something while they're signing the autograph or whatever. Um, and I was trying to come up with how to put into words uh, how much he meant to me uh and meant to you know young me uh as a character and all this stuff um and i kept going over the week periodically to go back and try and figure out how to make it meaningful and concise and all this stuff and and come up with the right words and i I couldn't and so i get up there um pick out my photo and it gets handed to him and he's writing the autograph and everything and the words won't come yeah. Nothing is coming out of my mouth. And it takes me to the point where he's handing me the autograph for me to finally say, I had so much I wanted to say, but none of it's coming. I just want to let you know that you and Jar Jar was very, very important to 10 year old me. Um, and, and thank you. So that was all I was able to get out wow, before I, yeah. you know, sort of wandered away in a daze um, <laughs> and sat down and was like, celebration's over. Because yeah. this was like four o'clock on Monday. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, that was kind of the way it all ended. Uh, I, I extended the feeling slightly by wandering into the, uh, the celebration store because there was no line and I did get a T-shirt. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of the way my celebration ended. Um, but I did wow. get to interact with Ahmed a couple of times and, uh, yeah, it was, wow. we already talked about how I nearly teared up at the, his reception of the Phantom Menace stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh, so good, yeah. so good. But like, I literally completely choked, um, <laughs> trying to talk to him at the autograph session. So what do you but. say when you told him that? Did well, you thank say, you. Like, thank- yeah, wow. Yeah, he said thank you very much. Um, and then like, he was trying to get everything situated because he had to like leave the table for a second, um, mm. as well. Uh, so all that was kind of going on at the same time. But he did say, you know, make make it a point to say, well, thank you very much, and all that to me. Oh, so that was yeah. very nice. Uh, the girl behind me was about ready to cry. Oh, the time. Um, so that was not helping my situation either. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But uh, he had to leave the table real quick right after I was done. And he goes, uh, you know, I'll be right back to her. And it's uh, like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll like, I'll collect myself. I'm about to cry. And he's like, me too. Me too. Aww. So, yeah, he's he definitely felt the love all yeah. weekend. So that was good. Yeah. Great. You guys, I also went for a photo. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> What? Say more. I, I don't recall. I don't recall this at all, Katie. <laughs> no, you don't think I like screamed about it? <laughs> like, no, it, you didn't mention it in our in our celebration pre-show. <laughs> so that means it doesn't happen, right? No, I'm just kidding. No, it definitely <laughs> happened. It definitely happened. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I decided to go for it. It took until you know actually being at the convention for me to finally uh, you know summon. Just you know, just go for it. Uh, I I did I did the the mall team up photo with Sam Witwer and Ray Park. So I got to be in a photo with both of them at the same time, like both halves of mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good! Like, oh, there it is. <laughs> you can uh, see it. 
I've posted yeah, it on Twitter so, good. so our listeners can see it. I'm standing in the middle of Ray and Sam, and I'm like, we're we're making hearts with our hands. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. cute. Um, oh gosh. So so yeah, my my photo op with them. The photo ops at these things for anybody that doesn't know are, are they're pretty perfunctory. You know, they just go by so quick. You're not yeah, there yes. to like chat with them. You're no. just there to like get a quick photo. You could get a word in, but but not too much. You know, you just they snap the photo and then and then you're shuffled along by the staff, you know. So yeah. uh, so I so I walk up. It's my turn and Sam Whitworth's closest to me and you know, he extends his hand and I take his hand and his hand is so soft. It's so soft, you guys. <laughs> and I shake his hand. He says, hi, how are you doing? And I go, uh, oh, I'm great. Uh, thank you so much for making Darth Maul happen. And he uh, he gestures to um, to Ray Park, who's saying goodbye to the to the to the last person who just got a photo. And uh, and Sam goes, no, it's it's this guy right here. <laughs> and Ray turns around. and He's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's happening? Whoa. And uh, and and I, I shake hands with Ray, whose hand is less less soft than Sam's, but still pretty soft. <laughs> and I go, "Thank you so much for making Darth Maul happen." He goes, "Oh, it's all George. It's all George." <laughs> <laughs> and they like neither they, of them like, are taking credit for yeah, it. Yeah, neither of them are taking credit for Darth Maul. And I'm just like, "Oh, you're both so humble. I love you." Like, ah. so they like so they like gesture towards the camera, and they both like immediately drop into like you know like fighting stance, like. Oh, we're Darth Maul. And I'm like, no, 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 no. you guys can't. Can we make hearts? And they're both like, huh? <laughs> like, they don't get it. And so, like, I show them, I show Sam, I'm like, I like a heart with your hand. We're going to make hearts. And Sam, like, Sam, like, immediately, like, as soon as I show him, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, but Ray still doesn't get it. He's like, what? What? <laughs> he's so cute. He's like befuddled. And so like both me and Sam are showing him. We're like, see, like hearts with, with your hands, do it like that. And then, and then Ray gets it. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> he's just so enthusiastic about everything. I like aspire to be as enthusiastic about things as Ray Park is. And so we do the hearts, like Sam Whitware is so cute in the photo because he does like, like, do you guys know what like duck lips are in like, in like a selfie? It's when you like, like kind of like pucker, you know, yes, you like yes. pout. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like oh, it's so cute. Sam Whitware has a pout. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's doing his like, I'm making a little heart like pout. Like it's so cute. And Ray Park is just like smiling. Me and Ray have like the identical expressions. We're just like <laughs> grinning like idiots. Like <laughs> we can't believe we're here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ray waited all day to meet me, and you know it. <laughs> so they snapped the photo, and then I'm ushered out. And that that was it. That was the end of it. I got a really, really great photo out of it. Uh, but you guys, you guys are tied into my photo story yeah, by like are. happenstance. Yes. Yeah. Tell tell people how you, so how you guys. Jason yeah. and I, um, shortly before Katie was going to get her photo up with with Sam and mm-hmm. Ray, um, you and I were in the Rancho Obi Wan exhibit. Just you yes. know, getting around that, and there was no crowd or anything. And we, you you tap me on the shoulder, and you're like, "That's Sam Whitwer." And I turn around, and he's standing right there with one of his assistants, just taking things in. And you know, Jason's like, "Should we say hi?" And I was like, "Well, no, like this is his free time, right?" Like I always, yeah. Like, it's I do think it's important to like try to respect that as best you can, as much as you don't. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. You, you know, you really want to. And then, mm-hmm. it's, you know, um, one of the workers went and got Steve Sansweet and he came out and the two of them were chatting for a bit. 
uh, which was really so the cute. funny thing is is uh steve is coming up and re- uh sam turns around and they just go dude yeah. at each other <laughs> they just channeled so. their inner rick mccallum's dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it, yeah it was really cool and then jason commented he's like i'm pretty sure it's like Katie's photo op time. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, I'm standing in line hyperventilating <laughs> because like, you know, cause like the line isn't moving and you know, and like the time times times going, I'm like, where, what's happening? Am I not going to get the photo? Is it going to be canceled? Like, Oh my gosh. And like the line keeps like kind of, you know, everybody's kind of like getting crammed in, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm, I feel like Anakin, you know, in, in attack of the clones where I'm like, the closer I get to you, the worse it gets. Like, uh, I can't so breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> That's exactly how I am in that line. Perfect. I just, I, I'm struggling against my own body. I'm not me and my lungs aren't getting along at that exact moment. Like, uh, Meanwhile, Sam and <laughs> Steve were just yucking it up like a bunch yeah. of idiots. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, I guess I I'm turning around trying to figure out what T-shirt I want to get. Um, <laughs> and apparently, Carl sees this, but Sam somehow gets the information that you have to be back at the photo booth now. Like yeah. now. And he ends up booking it back over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I he had to run to see it. me. Right. Yeah. I completely he was missed you, it Katie. because I'm too busy trying to decide, do I want the blue or the black T-shirt? Um, so <laughs> Sam's yeah. like, I'm late for my date with Katie. Exactly. Go. He just books it. <laughs> exactly. Books it. Um, uh, we we yeah, heard him so say that when as we, he drove out of sight. When we, um, yeah. <laughs> when we go to Rancho this summer, Katie, you'll have to give Steve a, an earful for holding him up. Oh, yeah, for holding him <laughs> up. It's like, didn't you know? Didn't you know? I was waiting. You, yes. Don't you follow me on Twitter, Steve? He does not. <laughs> he on, should, Steve. though, because I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Steve Sansweet knows how Twitter works. I'll teach him. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll show him. <laughs> Um, well, they definitely have they have social media for Rancho, but uh, yeah, and he's often on it. But I think he has somebody do it for him. Um, yes, I would assume me. so. I would assume Anne is. Yeah, is, it's Anne. Follow I, me on yep, Twitter, yep. Anne. Yeah. Come on, Anne. Anne's follow so me on nice. Twitter. She said she remembered me when I was in the booth, and that made me really happy. I don't know if she meant it, but I don't care. I took it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I also I well, got that was the, the day we ha- had our Wampus. We were doing the podcast meetup afterwards, right? Oh yes. yeah, That's there was Saturday? the that was Saturday that night. That was the yep. podcast meet at uh, at the Arc Bar. Yeah, but Katie, I, I got feel- all dressed up. I got fancy you did. for that one. <laughs> but before we get into that, you, I know I feel like you were just about to say something. I was going to say just other cool swag that I got because I didn't buy too much at this yeah. convention. I just bought like two big things. I got the photo and I got the Darth Maul bomber jacket from the from the show store. Uh, the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary. It has like a like a like a patch on the front that says, you know, Phantom Menace 20th anniversary. And then on the back, Darth Maul's face, ginormous <laughs> Darth Maul face, just on yes. my back. That was a journey to get that jacket because Thursday, um, they they didn't have my size. And so I'm like, and it's, and they're all like, oh, we're gonna restock in the morning. So I'm like, okay, excellent. I'll get it Friday morning. Friday, I don't make it when I make it into the store, it's all all the jackets are completely gone and they say we're not restocking. Like that was it. Yeah. Like it's just gone for the weekend. They lied to my face. Yeah. <laughs> I was 
freaking out. I was freaking out. Like I was, I was already like on eBay trying to be all like, okay, people definitely like bought that jacket just to sell it on eBay, you know? And I'm like on Twitter all like, Hey, is anybody willing to part with theirs? I was like running up to people at celebration who had the jacket and like, you know, like, Oh, so you willing to part with that jacket? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody goes, <laughs> you're funny. Yeah, no, you're funny. Yeah, uh, no, it's mine. Like, oh my gosh. I, I I have it like at least one tweet where I'm all like, where I took a picture of that jacket, of somebody wearing that jacket, like from behind all like, I'm just going to, I'm going to rip it off their body. I'm going to do it. I need, I need this jacket. Luckily, I made it into the store Saturday. Saturday, oh my gosh, the the store doesn't open until ten. I'm in line by seven forty-five. That's that's how serious I was because I'm all like, maybe they will restock in the morning. Maybe it's not gone for for the weekend. Maybe maybe they just got confused and it's just gone for the day. I'm gonna try. Yeah. So I did it and I got into the store on Saturday and there, oh my gosh, they had plenty. They had jackets for days. <laughs> I was able but, to um, get it. Uh, but so folks, uh-huh. the way she got into the store was was special. I don't I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say she didn't wait in line to get I, in. Um, <laughs> oh, it was maybe a little. That. It was maybe a little dark side the way I just kind of slipped in there, like <laughs> you know. I maybe saw an open door. <laughs> maybe you don't. All right, well, let's just the door, um, and she ran in and got I just like I. I mean, yeah, I didn't talk about that on Twitter. I don't really want to talk about it here because I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, there's nothing they could do to me now, but I still just don't want to get in trouble. Like, I don't know. I'm weird. No, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it uh, makes, <laughs> I'm just glad you got it. Yeah, yes. same. And same. The jacket has a hidden gem on the inside too. It does. Oh my gosh, this Darth Maul jacket. So I wanted it just because it has giant Darth Maul face on the back. No, the lining of the jacket is Darth Maul's face. I like it. Oh my gosh. So I'm literally like enveloped in Maul. It's so good. It's so good. It. Oh my God. It's my favorite thing. Oh, and on the sleeves, on each one of the sleeves of the jacket is is one of Darth Maul's, the blades of his lightsaber. So when you like hold your arms, it looks like you, you have both ends of his lightsaber. It's, it's really cool. I, it's probably my favorite thing that I got all weekend. Like, I maybe love it even more than the photo. I don't know. This jacket's just really cool. Really, really cool. It is a, it is a very good jacket. So. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> so, well, you obviously alluded to this too, Katie, right? That swag, uh-huh. merchandise, right? That's always a big part of a celebration mm-hmm. experience. A celebration. Absolutely. Um, what is what's some of the stuff y'all got? Like whether it was purchased or just free swag. There was some legit great free swag. I got so um, many great yeah. buttons from like yeah. my favorite podcasters and friends and artists. You know, everybody came with really cool buttons. Jason, you raised yeah. your hand first. Like we're in school, but go ahead. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, so adorable. I, so apparently, when when Joe was setting everything up for me, because I bought my my pass from Joe. Um, and he put in everything for me for my, uh, lotteries, um, this week, uh, because it was all connected to his email, but, um, he signed me up for everything and I didn't know what everything meant. Uh, and so I get there and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, you got the lottery for the Hasbro exclusive. I'm like, you what? So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so yes, on Thursday I got to go into the, the Hasbro line and get the 
uh, Hasbro exclusive, the, the convention exclusive, uh, six inch Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, um, the black yeah, series line, except it's in the original Phantom Menace packaging. The ball oh packaging. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Lord. It's pretty folks. It's so pretty. Um, so good. As you know, I am a habitual opener. I've mentioned this several times in the show. Those will never be opened folks. Um, no. That's that's not something that you open up. Um, nope. Not yeah. in the slightest. But yes, I got both of those. So that was some pretty good swag. Um, yeah. Hang on to the Darth Maul one. Maybe maybe you didn't. <laughs> hang on to Darth Maul. I, I hung on to Darth Maul. You got... You hung on to Darth Maul? Yeah, yeah. Nathan. Um, yeah, my... I, <laughs> That that was my my friend's son also won the lottery and he didn't want oh. either of the figures so my friend Greg grabbed the Obi Wan and then I grabbed his Darth Maul ticket so that I could yes. get it to you. So I was so like, Katie was has like, the Darth Maul. Yeah, I, was like, I have the Darth Maul. It's so good. What's like really good about this though is that like the the Comtech chip isn't on it like. Like, I wouldn't notice. Like, I was going to forget that in 1999 there were Comtech chips, but but it's it's still so good. It looks exactly yeah. like, like 1999. Except, did you realize, though, Katie, the, that yeah. is actually, that figure's wrong. The, figure's wrong? The first wave of the Darth Maul is he's just in his battle outfit. He doesn't That's normally, accurate. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have the, they the jacket. Added, yeah, they yeah. added his, like, his exterior um, hood and cloak. Which mm-hmm. they did make that figure in the second wave of Phantom Menace toys, but the first wave, right, the one that came out originally, is just like same with the Obi Wan. They're just in their like battle robes. So you want to talk? You want to talk, Jason? I mean, yeah. Carl, because yeah. yes, they eventually made Darth Maul with with the robe. The first one, though, the robe was actually made out of cloth, and I have one. Of course you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course I do. But what's really weird is that the hood is plastic, but the robe part is cloth interesting so it's really yeah it is so interesting that way you could quick, move the arms quick side note yeah, yeah. Uh, quick like your opinion my opinion on this i've always preferred sure. when the robes are plastic i think they look better with the figure i like the way that looks yeah. more what do you guys think yeah. are you cloth or plastic i'm team cloth i also think it looks better i oh, yeah. I'm team, i said plastic I, <laughs> did i say plastic you sorry cloth. i meant plastic oh you meant plastic okay yeah, yeah i'm okay. team plastic it depends. Uh, <laughs> Team Plastic. Earlier, Sounds like a nine, earlier on. An album from 1999. <laughs> Team Plastic. <laughs> Team Plastic. I'm a Barbie um, girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, some of them, I think the cloth robes work well. Or the, 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 the plastic robes work really well. However, the more recent versions of the cloth robes, they seem to have gotten down pretty good. And so I really like those. Um, yeah. But I, I prefer cloth in general just because I like the ability to, like, pose everything better. And sometimes the plastic is really restrictive in what you can do uh, with the posing. So that's – I just prefer cloth on that front um, in general just from a posing perspective. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, that's cool. I mean, in, right, everybody's got their, their preference, but I've always just loved the plastic. Um. So, so like to smell the plastic. Oh, God, do I ever. Actually, just yesterday at work, a student came in with a, some new sneakers he had just gotten in the mail. And I was like, can I smell them? He was like, <laughs> can I smell them? What? I, just- I was like, I just love the <laughs> smell of new shoes and new action figures. He's like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like sniffing the hell out of his new shoes. So they weren't on his feet. Let's be clear. They weren't on his feet. Um, but uh, so interestingly enough, like 
my favorite piece of swag that I got because it was f- and it was free. Um, I can't remember which day it was. I think it was Friday. Jason and I, I sat down for lunch yeah. um, with this this these these two lovely people, uh, a brother and a sister, and they were they were older um, than than the two of us. I can't call their names, and I and I I feel bad about that. Um, do you remember their names, Jason? I'm, not off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I, if I, I could I probably suck. remember it later, yeah, but right I now it's not I coming suck to with me. Names, but we just had, you know we just obviously we were having a great conversation about the nine trailer, um, and then I was talking to them about their experiences of fandom when they were younger, right? Because they grew, uh, especially uh, the the guy he had grown up with the original movies, and he got his sister into them, and uh, it was just really cool. So she she lives in Chicago, and she had these really cool coins made, and they're hefty, like really hefty, like mm-hmm. well made, and it just says Star Wars Celebration Chicago. And on the front, it's the Millennium Falcon cockpit, like as if you're sitting inside of it. And it's looking out onto the cityscape of Chicago. It's the Chicago skyline. It's so cool. And then you've got the Death Star, some TIE fighters, and the Slave One in the background flying over the skyline. And then on the back Mm. of it, it's got the uh, Jedi symbol, the Rebel symbol, and then the Galactic Republic and the Empire logos and, and planted in the center of the Chicago flag. And it's just... It's just so cool. I've kept it in my pocket since I got it, and I just keep it on my desk at work these last two days because there's nothing I didn't want to do less of than do work after coming home from celebration, <laughs> especially not feeling well. <laughs> so I just like kept looking at this. I keep looking at this every day. And I'm like, my gosh, I love this. And I, it, it's something so simple and such an easy thing to keep with me to just remind myself of how incredible this weekend was. And I love little yeah. keepsakes like that. Like, what's interesting enough, if if you don't mind me getting um, a little in universe here for my own life. Um, so, you know, I, I, my, the main part of my job at work is I run retreats, uh, you know, a couple times a year. And one of the things we always do on uh, all the different retreats is we do some sort of thing where you, it's like an arts and craft project where you make something to take home with you, something simple, whether it's like some like prayer beads on a, on a necklace or a bracelet, something of that nature, something that you can take home either to wear or to put in your pocket to remind you of the experience of the weekend. So I, I, I think there's such an incredible thing of something simple and tangible, something that you can hold like that, that is, is little, but like it's just packed with all this meaning. Um, and what's so cool with this coin, it's literally super dense, like I said. So it is kind of got this heft to it. So I can feel it in my pocket like every day. And I'm like, yeah, that, I, I just had an incredible weekend. And I, I just I, I love that this was something I got. And like, granted, there was so much cool swag being handed out between pins and stickers and other things. But I just love this so much because I can just. Every time I reach in my pocket, it's just like, yeah, that was so magical this weekend. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't mind, Katie, I've got one thing I really want to share, too, uh, here. is uh, One of the other things that was really fun is I did my first cosplay at a celebration in a long time Ooh. Uh, oh, this yeah. week. Um, and Friday, I went as Dryden Voss. Um Ooh. I, I, yes, if you, uh, I, I posted some of the pictures online and everything. It's so good. They're, they're really cool pictures. And I, um, I had a blast doing it. And for like the, the first, like half of the day, I was the only Dryden Voss, um, uh, on the floor, which was pretty cool. There yeah. were a couple of others that ended up showing up later, but I was the only one with knives. I was very happy about that. <laughs> um, Probably the coolest experience I had, though, was um, 
meeting up with Akira cosplayer, and she had the right costume from the end of the movie and a sword that nice. had that had the cut from Dryden's knife made into the sword. Yeah. And so we recreated the scene. That's um, so cool. It was so good. That was a great um, picture. That was a great picture. She was like, okay, I'm, first of all, I'm so glad you found me because this is awesome. I haven't seen anybody <laughs> with the knives. We need to recreate the scene. Um, and so she's like, but let's actually like recreate it. So she pulled me over to the side where there wasn't anybody. She's like, take off your badge and everything. We're, we're going to do this right. Yeah. Uh, she's done this a few times. Um, I don't know what else she cosplays <laughs> as, but I know she's done this before. Um but yeah, so I, I followed her lead and we recreated the scene and it was epic. Um, I might have to repost that on the Wampus Lair page. I don't think I may not have shared that picture on the Wampus Lair Twitter, but uh, we, we should do that. Yeah, you should um, do that because it's great. But yeah, there was some really cool stuff. And so I, I got to be Dryden Voss for the day. Um, it was just really funny in the morning getting onto the bus in full Dryden Voss costume and makeup and everything. I was like, Dryden Voss and public transit. This is a new one. Um, remember, remember that was that lady I was talking to on the bus and, and we were, I, we were talking about cool, you know, star Wars villains. And then Dryden came up and she's like, eh, he's fine. Eh, whatever. You know, she was kind of down yeah. on Dryden. And then I, and then I like look at you and she turns around and you're standing right there. And she's like, Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, and I was like, I, it's fine. I don't, I don't really care that much. But that's it was so, really funny. She that's was like, Star Wars oh, celebration, right. though. That's Star Wars celebration. Like, you gotta, you know what I mean? You'll be talking, you know, really mean about one character, and then you turn around and someone's cosplaying that character or has that character like on their shirt, you know? right behind you, you right know. behind you. <laughs> it's that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and then, Katie, you got a, a, a moment to to do a little bit of cosplay and got involved with something that was really awesome. I did, yeah. Um, so I cosplayed as Ray, and I stumbled into a Ray meetup. Um, I was just walking down the hall, and I saw like just a whole big, huge group of Rays, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" It's like they were oh. gathering for a giant Ray group photo. <laughs> Kate, Katie, w- which Ray were you for the? I the was list? oh. I was Resistance Ray, so from the end of The Force Awakens slash beginning of The Last Jedi with that cool jacket. Like, that's the yeah. Ray I was. And uh, and after we took the big, like, group photo. Oh, we did. So, yeah, we did one where we were all just kind of standing, like, in a semicircle. And then a Kylo Ren cosplayer, like, got in front of us and he, like, laid down, like, yeah. I don't know, like, with, with his head on his hand. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. like a, I don't know, almost a lounging like a come hither kind of look and so we took a photo where we're all like reaching for him like Kylo. <laughs> it was really cute but then we all stood in a in a like a conga line and we and we did a snap like a you know it started with the first yeah. person and went all the way back it was a big a big long ray line of snaps it was so it good it may have been like a hundred plus rays oh it definitely was it was easily a hundred rays <laughs> ryan johnson uh, retweeted it Oh, that's awesome! That is yeah. Awesome. So I'm I'm not actually in the photo that he retweeted, but I'm in that line, so I know that Ryan yes. Johnson saw something I was a part of, which is really cool to me. <laughs> yes, and you uh, did. Did Nate get the video for you of the the line? Yeah. Oh yeah, Nate, Nate definitely took a video. Yeah, I think there's other videos floating around out there of the of the race map. 
you guys literally stood in the snap line for like five minutes while people just went up and down the line. Yeah, uh, taking videos phones. of us. Yeah, all snapping. <laughs> so it was it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if, if you see the the Ray snap line, look for Katie. Yeah, She's exactly. In- I posted I posted a picture of the group photo and i'm like i stumbled i literally just stumbled into this and you can tell because all of the rays are like smiling at the camera but i'm looking off like confused like what's going (laughs) on here like what's happening it's really cute like not to just call myself cute all the time but i am (laughs) (laughs) well that was also the day you started getting really sick so you were like, that was, you were oh really my gosh, out of yeah. it that day. It was kind of, oh. I was super out of it. Yeah. I kept like, people would say stuff to me and then there would be a long pause and I would go, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to, to start wrapping this up, cause obviously I, I want to keep talking about this as well, but I also want to yeah. go to sleep because I really not <laughs> my best. Yeah. Um, but before we do, I do want to like, sh- Give some shout-outs really quick to a few folks that Absolutely. we did because, like Jason said, we we got to do a, um, you know, a little bit of a meetup with some folks on Saturday mm-hmm. night, um, and there were lots of other podcasters there as well. It was great to meet just some of the other folks that do podcasts. Like you know, got to chat a little bit more with with Gabe and Jason from Blast Blast Points. Uh, yeah. I got, got to meet um, Charlotte and Caitlin from Sky Talkers. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think if there's any other new. There, there were a few other folks throughout the weekend. Um, uh, what the Force is? Uh, oh yeah, uh, CT and Solo were there mm-hmm. yeah. from What the Force. Yep. Oh wait, no, no sorry, no, no, no. sorry, um, no. CT and Solo. I'm sorry. From Who Talks First. Right. I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. <laughs> but we also saw Mary Claire. Mary Claire from right, yeah. from What the Force. Right. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. ended up on the bus with her and ended up mm-hmm. talking with her like the whole time. Yeah. Um, you get. Yeah. You guys were on the bus with her. I didn't see her until later. I'm so disappointed. I missed the the interview. That would have been yeah, so good. Yeah. That was really fun. Um. She saw you guys because because you were wearing. Uh, Wampus Lair shirt? t-shirts. Right. Yes. She was like, are you really from the Wampus Lair? Nope. Yes. <laughs> Just impossible. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, right. um, no, no, of course not. We're, we're, we're oh, I yeah. love Marie Claire. I, we follow each other on Twitter. And, and of course, I listen to her podcast, What the Force. Everyone should listen to her podcast. She's so smart. And she gets the best you know, guest hosts on her show to talk to. Oh, my gosh. She, she does the best interviews. Like Everything she does is brilliant. Just brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh! And she was, um, she yeah, she started. She wrote her own radio drama, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Called, oh yeah, that's right. She's doing Fan Girls. Girls. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, the plot is um, a group of uh, friends want to go get an early copy of. I think is it episode nine? Is that what it is, or is it episode seven? It's a similar. I mean, it's a very similar premise to the movie Fanboys. Oh right, yes, um, yeah, where, exactly. You know, this yes, group of friends yeah. go and break into Skywalker mm-hmm. Ranch to to see episode one early. Um, yeah. So it's a somewhat similar premise to that, um, and I I can't wait. There's only one episode released, and um, I plan to listen to it this weekend, and I can't wait. Um, oh yeah. But uh, I especially want to, you know, at the meetup, we, we got to meet uh, one of our listeners, Robert. Um, I can't remember his Twitter handle, but it doesn't matter because his real name is his name. Um, and he was so sweet and he brought each of us a present. Like, yeah, it was so, so incredibly sweet of him. Uh, and, and unexpected. And, yeah. It was. He brought me like, a Darth Maul doll. I'm so <laughs> excited about this Darth Maul doll. And he gave me a, a Millennium Falcon <laughs> from Solo, which I literally don't have any versions of. So I was so excited about that. 
Oh, he was. He was flying it around, Robert. Like Jason, uh, not yes. Jason. Sorry, Carl took yeah. it out of the package. and was flying it around. It was so good. Yeah, and yep. I've been flying he, he it shot me with home. the like literally the first thing he did <laughs> is he pulled it out and shot me with the escape pod. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Here's the nice thing: the escape pod is like it's really soft. So um, I also shot it at Embo a few times when I got home. He does not like that. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great? A, you know it's great. It's inflexor figure. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know what's Sorry. great about my Darth Maul doll is that he has the earring. That's how, that's how you can tell it's from 1999. A lot of Darth Maul co- um, toys in 1999 like included his earring. I don't know why we stopped doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no. He's so nice. good. Yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> so... Again, like, thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was thank you, Robert. just incredibly sweet. And he was incredibly sweet as well. He was. Um, he was so nice. Yeah. And- oh, we also saw a shout out to Sebastian, who we ran into. Yes. Yeah. Sebastian was yep. great. Yes. And Very he was, kind. He oh was there gosh. with his, his, his sister and his mother. And again, just a, another really sweet, sweet person who just really enjoys the show and wanted to chat with us. And, and it was so great to meet him. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Sebastian, just like, I'm incredibly moved that you would come out to, to talk to us. That was, it was great to meet you, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we, we met some new friends. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her, her real first name, but, uh, Leia's Le- my hero. Leia's Le- my yes. hero. Yes. Is, is her Twitter <laughs> handle. And that's yes. just what I call her, you know, yes, in my head. Same. It's like, um, and I'm so sorry, I cannot remember your name. Uh, but we, my hero. <laughs> yes, but we met oh. up with her, her husband, and her. Well, let's just say her posse. Yeah, um, the whole cosplay group. They were incredible. They were such yeah. good like cosplays. Oh my gosh, their Val and their Thrawn, like all of them, all of them. Oh my gosh, yes. yeah. No, they were like legit cosplayers. Yes. Um, if you guys. Uh, saw on our Twitter over the weekend the the embo that Carl fell in love with. Uh, he was part of that group. Um, yeah. Yes. So they were. That was pretty- yeah, and Katie, they all live in Sacramento. Um, oh my god! So you could literally be their friends. Um, but Leia's <laughs> my hero. Friends, um, I'm so sorry if I forgot. I think it's a. I think it's Alicia. Her name's Alicia. Um, and then her friend uh, Jada was the one who cosplayed as Enfys. Um, and it was such a good Enfys perfect costume. Enfys costume. Um, Alicia's husband's name was Jay, who was who had cosplayed as both Thrawn and um, Jarrett, and and Alicia made that costume. And uh, the guy who was dressed up as Embo, his name is Rustin, um, and he and I have already been in contact <laughs> over the Instagram. Um, his, he builds costumes. Like that's what he does. He takes commissions to build cosplay costumes. So I've commissioned him to make me a little bit of a smaller version, but just of Embo's head and helmet so that I can mount it over my TV in the Star Wars room. And I'm very <laughs> excited for that. Um, and I will share his, his Instagram handle with folks. Actually, I'll just do it right now because I have it up. Um, it's in case you're it, seriously, you should check out his. He also has this great pictures from the weekend, way better stuff than what I have. <laughs> um, but his, his username on Instagram is, um, rustic, R U S T I K A I J U. So I think it's rustic Kaiju, um, which is yes. just a really cool name to begin with, but seriously, check out his stuff. And if you're interested in having somebody, uh, you know, build you a costume, he builds incredibly incredibly good stuff so check yeah. check out his instagram um i can't wait to get my embo stuff from him 
Um, oh but, man, uh, the next time I like, I don't know, strike it, strike it big, and get like a huge paycheck, I want a phasma. Like I just want to, I want to be oh, phasma and live my phasma dreams. But, uh, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that yes. would be good. But that entire group, like, mm-hmm. like getting to hang out with them almost every day, they were just every one of them was just so kind and lovely and sweet and so passionate about Star Wars and just so passionate about like I don't know, like just being there. Like this is the thing. Like I I I took to all of them so quickly, and and I feel like you all did too because yeah. they were just mm-hmm. so genuine. Um, and yes. yeah. yeah, they just like, I don't know. They just like really cared about why you were there and, and wanted to express mm-hmm. so much about like why they were there. And every single one of them in that group was, was phenomenal. So I know when, when we're all hanging out again in July, when we go out to Rancho and we're kicking around Sacramento, um, we're hoping that we can all get together again, which will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. And this is just like, Again, this is always to me, and I, I think for a lot of folks, the best part of celebration, right, is seeing old friends mm-hmm. and making new ones. Exactly, um, and yep. you know that's the best part of Star Wars for sure. Yeah, um, and yeah. It, it, you know, at the top of the episode, I played that clip from Colbert at the, you know, his kind of opening monologue, and also love that they chose Colbert to to do this because I love <laughs> Stephen Colbert. I think he's hilarious <laughs> and wildly intelligent. Um, but he gave this great little talk about how right we Star Wars is more than a movie to all of us. It's something that we get lost in and we are inspired mm-hmm. by. And I, all weekend I was talking about how to me like that was the perfect syn- synopsis of why hardcore Star Wars fans I think love Star Wars is it provides this element of escapism, but not for the sense of irresponsibility. Right? Like I want to escape mm-hmm. from my trouble, so I'll watch Star Wars. But rather we go, we get lost in this other world that inspires us. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, like the clip that we used ends by him saying, you know, you know, I, I remember still being that young boy looking up and dreaming. I was on Tatooine and knowing that I could be anything. And he goes, and on my best days, I'm still that little boy. And I just like, I love that. And I think that just like that encapsulates how like all the thousands of people that were in Chicago this past weekend, Right. That's what draws us all there is we're all inspired by this beautiful, mythical story to just be more than what we ever thought possible. And Mm -hmm. you see that realized because of folks like cosplayers or folks who've created these awesome coins and swag that they want to hand out. (laughs) Or 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 it's just a bunch of Raylo fangirls sitting in a circle screaming about how much we... (laughs) <laughs> yes. I actually want to see them kiss. Like <laughs> they need to kiss, you guys. <laughs> or, or just these incredible fans like you, Katie, who like have a deep passion Aww. for something specific, and you realize that passion by educating others about it and why it's important and why that story matters. Um, yeah. Like all these yeah. things, you know, that celebration is is this weekend of imagination made real. Um, mm-hmm. It's exactly the spirit of Star Wars, and I think. You know, obviously, I know there's lots of people that listen to the show that have never been for all sorts of reasons. You know, usually it's just it, it's hard to get time off work or it's just too expensive. And, you know, yeah. every yeah, you know, each, each of us is super, you know, we're super privileged to be able to to do these events and to be able to do them more than once. Um, yeah. and, and I never forget that. And for the folks that just can't do it, um, you know, it, I just like I hope someday you can because there is something so magical about that weekend. Um, 
it's it's Star Wars come to life, and um, you really yeah. do like you find a family there, whether it's a family yeah. that you came with, or it's it's or it's new folks that you add to it. Um, I yeah. think that's the spirit of celebration, and I think it's informed by the spirit of what Star Wars is all about. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm done. There's talking. one other guy. I apologize. There's one other guy <laughs> I want to make sure to give a big shout out to, um, and that's it's a that's our buddy uh, Jim Urso. Jim. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. How have uh, we not yeah. talked about Jim? Jim Caffron. Oh my gosh. He is. He was so amazing the whole weekend. Yep. Yes. Jim. Jim. Ah. Yes. I I, I put him in my cell phone so and I was like, good. yep. I, I put him in my cell phone as Jim Urso and I was like, Jim does that Urso, work for you? And he's yes. like, that that's fine. Oh, so, <laughs> I got to update his, his contact. was so good. Yes. And he won a copy of Queen Shadow at the um, at the Sky Talkers uh, podcast stage. <laughs> they they had two giveaways at the end and he won the cosplay, the the copy of Queen Shadow and like I didn't realize that he was in the room but as he was like walking up to the stage to to get his prize I was like wait that's Jim Jim <laughs> I know him <laughs> I know him I know him <laughs> Yeah J- Jim became like he became like a new co-pilot for me uh a few of the days yeah. of the the weekend and you know, he was doing, he was flying solo for a lot of it. I knew he was meeting up with some friends some of the evenings, and which is why he couldn't come out with us. But uh, Jim is yeah. just, again, like, and I said to him one of the days, I was like, Jim, have you ever thought about doing a Star Wars podcast? And he's like, oh, you know, I've thought about it. But it's, Jim has <laughs> such a mind for Star Wars. Um, yeah, and again, and, and the same way that, like, kind of like you do, Katie, in the sense of you love it so much that you Im- just immerse yourself into the story. And that makes you like so articulate about it, you know. It's it's almost like yeah. both of you. The sensibility I get of both of you is like you really do. You sink yourself into the material and speak out of that, rather than being on the outside looking in, right? Like mm-hmm. like a film critic, right? Who just kind of looks mm-hmm. at it um, from a distance, pokes and prods. But like folks like you, you just become part of that story and then speak out of it, which I think is such a deeper oh, truth, and it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank no, thank you. you. Like, yeah, I love that you oh. do that for us. And I love that Jim does that for us. Um, and yeah. for him to dress up as, as Jin Erso, who is his oh, hero okay. of Star Wars. And uh, mm-hmm. that day they they had a, a Jin Erso meetup where they were going to get that picture on the Rogue One tank. Yeah. So I stuck with Jim because I was like, oh, I'll use your camera to take a picture. I, you know, you got to have this too, buddy. And yeah. it was so cool. And the the love that he received from the other folks that were dressed up. And that day he was the only male Jin or so. And, um, and it was just, just such a powerful experience to watch him be there and knowing that he connects so deeply with this character that all these other people also deeply love. And it was the same feeling like watching you with all the other rays that day, (laughs) you know, it's like, this is a character that you just, (laughs) you love so much and can speak about so intelligently because you've in a way like you put them on, you know, mm-hmm. to go back to yeah. what you said yeah. earlier, like with your coat, like you got to put on Darth Maul. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, what was really cool to me was that I got to see uh, Jim Urso meet, meet Obes Canobes, oh. the other Jim that I follow on Twitter. 
Uh, so I got to see Jim meet Jim. That was like immediately after the Jim uh, Jin Urso photo. But the thing about Obes Kenobes is that like all he does on Twitter is like drink whiskey and cry about Rogue One. It's like it's his favorite thing. He loves Rogue One. So I was like, you have to meet Jim. Yeah. Like so Jim meet Jim and just and then I just got to watch them talk about Rogue One. It was oh, it was beautiful. It was so good. It was like. Uh, that yeah. was also one of my favorite things about the weekend was just seeing like worlds collide, you know, people that like I follow, but don't follow each other. And I got to like unite them yeah. and, see, <laughs> and see them interact. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that both of you got to meet my friends, uh, Ben and Greg, who I absolutely mm-hmm. love yes. that I you know, mm-hmm. live with Bo- in Boston here. And my friend Nathan brought his son, uh, my friend Ben brought his son, Nathan. Um, and Nathan, again, like cosplayed as Zuckus, which looked awesome. And, um, you know, Ben and Greg are my Star Wars family in Boston, which I'm so glad to have. And uh, I, it was just so wonderful getting to share that experience with them. Because, you know, Greg was at Anaheim. And, um, well, I didn't know him, actually, at Anaheim. No, Not it, very, it was Orlando. Orlando, where we got to hang out with him a bit. Um but we got like the just, Hayden Christensen photo op with right. him. But just like having been there as well, and it was Ben and Nathan's first ever as well, and just uh-huh. the, their beaming faces and the joy they were feeling at the end of every day is like, yep, this is what it's all about. And even though it was my fourth one and yours as well, Jason, like that feeling yeah. doesn't change as it progresses. But it's just oh, no. so great to see it on somebody's face for the first time. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm just so blessed that 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 Ben, Greg and Nathan were also there cause they're family. And I love that they were there. Um, yeah. and you two were Speaking family of, too, you know, like getting yeah. to come back to the hotel room every night and you know, I can fly around my Falcon and nobody in that room is going to care being able <laughs> yeah, to exactly. quote Star Wars movies. And you know, oh my gosh. and also one final shout out because I think yes, just, like, all three of us it's can the agree. Middle of the night. It, I'm sorry, but like it's the middle of the night, and then I hear, "No, the Supreme Leader is wise." Yeah. I'm like, Shut up, Carl. Late. <laughs> or I love it. Or Katie, I'd be like, Luke, what's that Luke? about? <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> but I have to say, the MVP of the weekend was Nate Horn. Nate Horn, yes, yes. Horn. Katie's MVP. Katie's beloved is he could easily be everyone's beloved. He is the sweetest, yeah. the kindest, the gentlest, like the most just supportive person ever. Yes. And yes. oh my gosh, any any one of you would be lucky to be married to him. <laughs> <laughs> but but Katie's got him, so stay away. No. Got it on lock. <laughs> But oh um, my gosh, that that yeah. I think it was what night was it? Saturday night, I think as well. Yeah, where we all went back to our hotel and got one more drink at the hotel mm-hmm. bar there, and and you and Nate were there, and and Ben and Greg, and obviously Hi. Jason and I, and I was like, wow, my like you were just saying, Katie, it's like my my Star Wars podcast family and my Star Wars Boston family are like we're all just yeah. hanging out having fun right now. Um, and like my heart was just like melting. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, mine too. I loved, I loved, um, that very first night that we were there. Um, uh, yeah, Nate and I had just gotten off the plane, just met up with you guys and Nate and I were hungry. So we, so we sat down to grab a quick bite with you guys. And, um, I turned to Nate and I go, what's your favorite star Wars movie? 
and then and then he got to like yeah. talk to you guys and yeah. you know about Star Wars. It was just like that. That was the first moment where it was all like, oh my my Star Wars friends are going to talk to my beloved about Star Wars, and this is oh it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, that was such a great night. That's right when we were at Panera and we were just having a great Star Wars chat the whole evening. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, that was uh, really nice. That was so great. Yeah. Well, oh, really it was nice. very good. Uh, but yes, I I wholeheartedly agree. Nate Nate was definitely the MVP for the weekend. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I need just, to, I need to find my Nate. Like he is just <laughs> he is like he's so he's just so good. Like he's just such a good person. Yeah, um, he wants to make sure that everybody you know is yeah is happy and taken care of. And and if he can help, he wants to help. You yeah. know that's that's his thing. And yeah. and he really he really shines in these like you know big you know like group group events like this where it's all like oh this person over here is being left out. Let's make sure you know they're included. Yeah. Let's you know he. That's exactly it. That's I cool. think I he had the so most much. epic like yeah. interaction at the the oh uh, the podcast podcast <laughs> meetup. Yeah, he did. <laughs> The three of us are just completely geeking out over stuff with the Blast Points guys. The Blast Points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just you know yucking oh, it yeah. up and talking yeah. about <laughs> podcasting and Star Wars and all this stuff. Yeah. And Nate's sort of just standing off to the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone else can probably tell the story better than I can, but I'm going to tell it because I've got the microphone right now. Um, and one of their friends, one of the Blast Points guys' friends, who just who goes to all the conventions with them but just follows them around – and he follows them around specifically to talk to the third wheelers who are left out of the conversation um, with the other podcasters and stuff. And so yep. he goes over and starts talking to Nate. And apparently they had a great conversation because they were laughing yeah. it up, too. So it was, but that was literally one of the most hilarious moments of the entire convention is we're yeah. talking with the Blast Points guys. And Nate's just sort of standing there, you know, letting us have our moment. And then this other guy deliberately, because that's his thing, goes over yeah. to talk to Nate. And they had a great conversation, too. It was really fun. Yeah, because so. at the end of that, I was like, who Who was that guy? Who are you talking to? He's like, oh, that's the Blast Point's third wheel. Talks to everybody else's third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, of course. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> it was um, very good. Well, friends... Yes, I think that's a that's a, that's a great initial. Mm-hmm. Just here's what celebration meant to us, <laughs> you know. Yeah, again, there's so, uh, we could we, we could podcast about celebration for the next month, easy. Um, yeah, probably. But uh, like I said, you know, so next week we 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 are going to dive into the specifics of the Rise of Skywalker trailer that we got, as well as the Clone mm-hmm. Wars trailer that we got. We may only have time for one of those because let's be real, <laughs> there's we'll probably talk a lot about Rise of Skywalker. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, we met lots of people over the weekend. I suck with names. I, I'm, I own that all the time. So, you know, Jason and I, even just walking around, a few times folks stopped us and were like, oh, you're the guys from the Wampus Lair. Like, hey, and I know you told us your name. I probably forgot it. And it's not because you don't matter. It's because I suck with names. I hope you know that. So if you're one of those people or you have a picture with us that we didn't share or something, feel free to do that. Um, and, uh, you know... I it just it, gosh, I love celebration. <laughs> yeah, I do yes. too. Um, Cosine, see you guys in Anaheim. Yes, <laughs> see, yes. see you in yes. Anaheim. <laughs> oh, Anaheim, twenty twenty, coming at you. <gasps> yep, <laughs> man, we we really gotta up our game so they invite us to come and they set us up in a hotel. Um, 
Ooh. Right, right, right. That's that's how we got to do it. That's how we get right, right. No. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, but yes, 2020 Anaheim. Be there or be square, folks. Be there or be a gonk droid. Um, <laughs> I love gonk droids. Um, yeah. So, um, really quick be- before we also wrap up, Jason. This was episode 328, not 329. Just so you know. Um, I thought last week was 328. No, you screwed up. Um, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I love you still, but you screwed up. Um, mm. That's not oh, what my no, notes you're, say. Yeah, you're wrong. Actually, I'm wrong. You're right. It is 329. Whoops. I wrote the wrong thing in my notes. Whoopsie. All right. Good. Mm. Oh, we are further along than I thought. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. You are right. So. All right. Anyways. Sorry. That's just, a, that's just a thing that happens behind the scenes all the time. Anyways. Um, no, just kidding. I... What do we got to close this up with? Do we have any other shout-outs we need to make sure we hit? Uh, just remind everybody, we got uh, – we're going to finish out our This Is Madness tournament. Sorry, we we totally got so distracted with the Celebration Awesomeness that we did not do it at Celebration except the one day. Um, but we'll finish that up this week. Carl, we got the radio dramas at the end of this episode starting with Return of the Jedi. That's right. Uh and uh, so, yes, if you have anything that you want to get in touch with us about, uh, any celebration stories, um, or if you said hi to us uh, or something like that, let us know. And, Carl, if they want to weigh in on, on any of that or anything else, where can they do that? Um, of course, over on Twitter <laughs> at Wampusler. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Wampusler Podcast. Um, you can always email us at wampuslerpodcast at gmail.com. But there's also another way more famous Twitter person you could also interact with, the uh-huh. great Katie Horn. Katie, where can folks find you on the Twitterverse? Yes. You guys can find me at Dameron, or you can find what's left of me because I'm pretty sure I just turned into a force ghost when, when Carl started this song. <laughs> <laughs> Take us home, Weird Al. Take, Take us home. home. Uh, make sure you talk to Katie about Darth Maul. She loves yeah. to talk about Darth Maul. Please, please talk to me about Darth Maul. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up until next week where we continue our celebration coverage. Um, this has been episode number 329, Celebration Memories. Uh, for Carl and Katie, I'm Jason. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home And kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave Isn't even old enough to shave But he can use the force they say
Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Episode 1, Tatooine Haunts. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Since its defeats at Hoth and elsewhere, the Rebel Alliance has rallied to press the empire hard. Interstellar war hangs in the balance, and all combatants feel that final, decisive battle draws near. Preparing himself for this moment, Luke Skywalker has trained tenaciously and undergone many trials in his efforts to become a Jedi Knight and learn the ways of the Force. Now he has returned to the desert planet Tatooine where he was raised. It is here that Luke means to stake his life on an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile, slug-like gangster Jabba the Hutt. But before he is ready to face that challenge, or the greater perils that may lie beyond, he must finish one last task. So it is that the morning light of the planet's twin suns finds him in a hermit's dwelling, hard by the western dune sea. must be precise if the energy beam is to maintain its density. Hmm? No, R2, I don't need you. I was just reading out loud. Talking to myself, I guess. It's what old Ben used to do, too, sometimes. That's one of the reasons all the kids around Anchorhead thought he was a sunstruck hermit. Must be something about being back on Tatooine, back in his house. Brings out the crazy old wizard in me, too. If you're saying I can talk to you, R2, thanks. But at the moment, I need to work on this little project. The sooner I get it done, the better. If 3PO were here, I think he'd call this mindless tedium. Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll meet up with 3PO and the others soon enough. I had to come back to Ben's house to do this. I needed his tools and his books. And it completes the circle somehow. A Dagon crystals are recommended for maximum density and purity. Yeah, well, I guess these will do. Okay. There. Almost. Got it. Go! Not again! R2, get that focal lens for me. It slid under the workbench. I'm sure you're giving me a lot of helpful advice, my little friend, but this is something I have to do on my own. I have to know that I'm ready for this. Ready for what lies ahead. Thanks. I don't know, R2. Maybe this can't be done. Give me the book, R2. Last try. Either I'm ready for this or I'm not. The 
concave surface of the focal lens must rest within a two-degree arc of... What am I doing? I've read the instructions a dozen times. And a dozen times I've failed. Always with you, it cannot be done. Master Yoda, can I forget so soon? I don't need this. R2, hand me the superconductor. And now the power cell. And the crystals. There. It's done. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Here goes. Yes, my master. I have felt it. Perhaps he should have been destroyed on Bespin. It is unlike you to fail in such matters, Lord Vader. He will not escape again. He can still be turned. I need only one more opportunity. I have other work for you, my friend. Our efforts near the moon of Endor have fallen behind schedule. Use your particular talents to encourage the engineers to make haste. Impress upon them the importance of meeting my every expectation. You have my permission to make examples. I shall leave at once, my master. As for Skywalker... He is not your concern. He could be a powerful tool, Lord Vader, my tool, but only if he serves my purpose. As you wish, my master. Those who do not serve my ends, no matter how powerful they are, will be eliminated. Are we clear on this matter, Lord Vader? We are clear. Excellent. Leave at once for Endor, and wait for me there. Are to wait for me! R2-D2, stop! I simply must rest for a moment. R2, you halt this very instant. That's more like it. You watch your language. Easy for you to say, keep it in gear. You know full well that all this wretched sand is hard on more technologically evolved droids like myself. How could Master Luke have ordered us out into these murderous wastelands alone? Surely he doesn't expect us to rescue Captain Solo without assistance. 
Are you certain your electromagnetic field sensors are functioning correctly? Then where is this palace of Jabba the Hutt? There's nothing here but sand and rock. Building? What building? Oh, that is scarcely what I would call a palace, Artu. It looks more like an iron foundry. Of course I'm worried. And you should be too. Lando Calrissian and poor Chewbacca never returned when they set out for that awful place. If I told you half the things I've heard about Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably short-circuit. Perhaps there's been some mistake. Ah, let me hear the message Master Luke gave you to convey to Jabba. Classified? I am Master Luke's most trusted confidant. I have no intention of arguing until my lubrication fittings clog up. Come along. Let's get this over with. What a forbidding place. Artu, are you sure this is the right spot? Uh, well, I don't see a comic terminal. I'd better not, I suppose. Nobody home. Come along. We'd better leave right away and inform Master Luke. Oh, oh. Goodness gracious me, a monitor arm. Mind it doesn't poke out your photoreceptor, Artu. And you, and kindly watch where you're swiveling your macro scanner. Mind you are thinking. Oh, um, uh, Artu de Toa, oh, see, uh, 3 PO, eh, to the old Mishka Jabba Duhat? How rude. It withdrew without even saying good day. I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Oh. They're raising the portal. Oh, goodness. It's very dark in there, isn't it? Artu, wait! We're here for delicate negotiations. I really don't think we should rush into all this. Artu, this is no time to be impetuous! Gracious, it's like a darkened tomb in here. Wait, what was that? Gamorian guards! Oh, it would have to be those disgusting green ruffians. Just you deliver Master Luke's message so we can get out of here. Oh my! They're closing the portal again. Twilek? What Twilek? Um, yes. I realize we have arrived uninvited, sir. I uh, presume you to be Bib Fortuna, Major Domo to Jabba the Hutt. I was told I would recognize you by your... That is your... Magnificent cranial tentacles. Diwanawa. Oh, dear. Um, Diwana Wago. We bring a message for your master. The Jabba Wanga. That's right, Artu. And a gift. Gift? What gift? The Java no bad. Is Ioto Artu Ditua. You the gift and the message? I'm not sure if our master would approve of such a procedure. My counterpart says that our instructions are to give these things only to Java himself. In person. I'm terribly sorry, Artu is ever so stubborn about this sort of thing. No, Chad! No, Chad! Toto! 
Jabber's audience chamber is that way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come along, Artu. Artu, I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, my stars. What an appalling scene. No, Artu, I have never seen a more sinister and depraved crowd. You would think the rest of the galaxy safe, what with every thug, debauched, and scofflaw having gathered here. <laughs> well, yes, Jabba the Hutt would be that huge, slug-like individual on the dais, but I do not recommend you address him that way. Jabba, God, little my lord. Jabba, coming, sir, coming. Poor Good morning, your magnitude. Uh, R2, Plague Master Luke's message for our host. Greetings, Exalted One. Oh. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight and friend to Captain Solo. I know you are powerful, mighty Jabba, and that your anger with Solo must be equally powerful. I seek an audience with your greatness to bargain for Solo's life. I'm sure that we can work out an arrangement which will be mutually beneficial and enable us to avoid any unpleasant confrontation. As a token of my goodwill, I present to you a gift. These two droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO. What did he say? Both are hardworking and will serve you well. I await your decision. This can't be. R2, you played the wrong message. Jabba, master, fagwad, it were not is no Jedi. There will be no bargain. We're doomed. Jabba declares that he will not give up his favorite wall decoration. He says he likes Captain Solo where he is. Captain Solo, still frozen in a slab of carbonite. Jabba is ordering them to take us into service. We are to be his slaves. Oh, oh no, 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 there's no need for violence. Oh, I do not agitate the Gamorreans. We, we will come quietly. Oh, dear. Right, I'm going. There's no need to shout. Uh, R2, stay close. Sent to the dungeons. What could possibly have come over our master? Could it be something I did? He never expressed any unhappiness with my work. Yes, I'm going. Oh, where? To that door? Very well, since resistance is useless. Mercy, it's something out of a droid's nightmare. Look, Hutton, they're branding the sole of that poor little power droid's feet. May the maker preserve us. What have we here? You are a protocol droid, are you not? I am C-3PO, human sight. Yes or no, will do. Well, in that case, 
Yes. How many languages do you speak? I am fluent in over six million forms of communication and can... Splendid. We have been without an interpreter since Jabba got angry with our last one and disintegrated him. Disintegrated? Other units he melts or feeds into the grinder unit. Guard, this protocol droid might be useful temporarily. Fitting with the restraining bolt and taken back up to his excellency's main audience chamber. Ah, you don't forsake me! You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn respect. I have need for an R2 unit on Jabba's sail barge. You'll fill in nicely, or else. Training boat will cause me to short circuit before long if I'm not trampled by one of these ruffians first. Oh, why? There's Boba Fett. Oh, what am I doing here? I'm sure I don't deserve such a horrible fate. If only R2 will with me. He's much better suited to this madness than I. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, what excuse are you me. Stepping? I'm terribly sorry, ma'am. All this boisterous behaviour has quite upset my equilibrium. Mm. Oh, um, I see you are a dancing girl. I had no idea Jabber employed quite so many. I'm his latest acquisition. I've heard the girls make a lot of money dancing here. <laughs> At least the ones that survive till payday. Well, I hope your salary is more generous than your costume, Miss... Uh... You can call me Arika. Oh, and uh, I am C-3PO, Human Cyborg Relations. I saw the show you and that R2 unit put on. You used to belong to someone named Skywalker? Indeed. And I'm sure there's been a grave mistake. Master Luke would never abandon us to this den of thieves. At least, I hope not. So you think Skywalker really will come for you? Now what? Jabba's calling on one of his dancers. That's Ula. If you've never seen a Twi'lek female dance, you're in for a treat. Yes, she's uh, quite flexible. She's Jabba's current favorite. I suppose that must be why he keeps her chained to his throne. Won't last. There's one dance she won't do for Jabba no matter how much he pays her. Oh my! He's dragging her towards him by the chain. She won't have much choice now, I'm afraid. Mm, she's putting up a good fight. From what I know of Jabba, he won't tolerate that for long. He's activated some sort of trap door. That poor creature is falling in. Is that a rancor? Oh, how horrible! Won't somebody help her, Attica? Well, Attica? Uh, where has she got to? No, I, I, I can't look! Oh, that poor, poor creature. Oh, someone's shooting. Yeah, I'm right here, your enormity. Master Jabber demands to know who fired a weapon. Oh, preeminent Jabber, this interloper says that he is the bounty hunter Bush. He states that he has come for the bounty on this Wookiee whom he brings before you in chains. Oh no! Chewbacca! <laughs> Jabba proclaims, at last we have the mighty Chewbacca. 
The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome, Boosh, and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. You too, you too. Boosh demands 50,000, no less. Please, Master, I'm only translating. But your voluminousness, why be angry at me? The mighty Jabber asks Boosh why Jabber must pay 50,000. I, Boosh demands it because he's holding a thermal detonator. The awesome Jabber says that this bounty hunter is his kind of scum, fearless and inventive. The magnanimous Jabber therefore offers the sum of 35,000, and I do suggest you take it, Boosh. He agrees! (laughs) The exalted Jabber commands that Chewbacca be taken to the dungeons. More's the pity. Fortuna, it truly wasn't necessary to excruciate my circuits with a restraining bolt activator. But why are we all hiding back here behind the curtain? A surprise, Master Jabber, but how jolly. It's that bounty hunter Bush. But why is Bush tampering with Captain Solo's carbonite slab? And why would he activate the mechanism to thaw Captain Solo? The carbonite is melting away, but his hands are moving. It's working. Captain Solo survived. He's alive. sickness. I, I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. Where am I? In Jabba's palace. Why are you hiding behind that helmet? Why do you de-ice me? Who are you? Someone who loves you, Han. Leia. Hmm. Well, save your strength, Han. I've got to get you out of here. 
Are you strong enough to stand up? Yeah, if it'll get me out of that big slug's filthy wallow. I know that laugh. The prestidigitary Jabber commands that the curtain be opened. Jabber. Jabber, Boba Fett, the whole sick crew, man. Jabba, look, I was just on my way to pay you back when I got a little sidetracked. It's not my fault. Watch it, Cobble. This will be bad for business, John. Look, why can't we just sit down and straighten it all out? The dungeons have no... I'll pay you a trip. All right, let me go. Jabba, you're throwing away a fortune. Don't be a fool, Jabba. I'm on the level this time. <laughs> Jabba further commands that the Princess Leia be brought to him. I blame you, Jabba. We have powerful friends. You're going to regret this? The uh, voluptuary Jabba is unworried. He observes that the Princess Leia Organa looks looks good enough to eat. Oh, get that tongue off me, you repulsive, hot, degenerate. I can't bear to watch. How could Master Luke allow it to come to this? It's the end of us all. The rebels haven't known so dire a moment since the disaster at Cloud City. But out on the endless dunes of Tatooine, a lone figure walks. One solitary, unarmed knight, moving inexorably towards an appointed reckoning in the palace of Jabba the Hutt. Star Wars Return of the Jedi by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas and on the screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas. Additional material by John Whitman. Featured in the cast were Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Edward Asner as Jabba the Hutt, Samantha Bennett as Arika, David Dukes as Bib Fortuna, Joshua Farden as Luke Skywalker, Paul Hecht as the Emperor, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, Anne Sachs as Princess Leia, and Yardley Smith as 99. This is Ken Hiller.
Star Wars Return of the Jedi was directed by John Madden and produced by Tom Vagley. The co-producer was Julie Hartley. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Post-production was realized with assistance from Tom Mudge and John Scherf by Tom Vagley. Star Wars Return of the Jedi was produced by Highbridge Audio in association with Tom Vagley Productions and L.A. Theatre Works and with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.